Some of the women in this book were originally city slickers who came to the outback either by accident or design and loved it so much they ended up making it their home. They might not have been able to tell a cow from a bull when they first arrived, but with determination, hard work and a passion for their new lifestyles, they've become experts in their fields. And, along the way, they've enriched everyone else's lives with their presence. All the women profiled in the following pages are great examples of the inspirational courage, resolve, true grit and daring that have long characterised outback women. I've always believed that it is extremely important for each one of us to be an active participant in life and what's going on around us, rather than simply being a spectator. These women do exactly that. Despite the almost overwhelming odds each one has encountered at times, they've all managed, with perseverance, determination and daring, to make a real difference to the world in which they live. With their care of the land and love of the outback, they've also shown those who have no experience of their world the fierce beauty of the place in which they live and how important it is for all Australians. Janet Holmes Court, AC. Introduction. When I began this book, by far the biggest problem in writing about women in the outback, I soon discovered, was that all the women live in the outback, and there's nothing like trying to visit them to really start appreciating the tremendous isolation that dominates their lives. While so many have overcome incredible hurdles and shown astonishing courage in the face of almost unbearable odds, it's the vast distance most of them live from their nearest towns, cities or even neighbours that is simply staggering. As someone who lives right in the middle of a city, close to a supermarket that stays open until midnight and two minutes from a 24-hour coffee shop, it's difficult to understand how many of these women can possibly survive in such remote, lonely, distant parts of Australia. But what would I want with a city? One of the outback women asked me, baffled. All those people and that traffic, pollution, noise. Another, when I marvelled that life could even exist in such a harsh, dry, barren swathe of the country, followed my eyes and said... I felt much the same when I first came here. But you learn to love it. When I arrived, I looked out and saw nothing. Now, I look out and see nothing but wild, savage beauty. After a while in the company of these fabulous, hugely enterprising and inspiring outback women it was my privilege to meet and interview during the writing of this book, I began to understand a little of the lure of Australia's wide-open places. Just a little because that isolation still throws up remarkable challenges. For me, it was hard enough simply visiting them. Gradually, I completed a series of long journeys around Australia, a flight to Brisbane, then an agonisingly long drive to drop into the homes of two, a trip up to Darwin and a slow fanning out from the city, a flight to Adelaide, then Coobapedi, then further and deeper still. Eventually, I was left with four women to visit whose homes were so far from anywhere that I despaired. Local travel bureaus advised me I'd have to find convoys to travel in to even be sure of arriving at any of them safely. 
Another scoffed when I said I'd probably be able to change a burst tyre if I had trouble in a particular area. Last time I drove that road, I had six in one hour, he snapped. In the end, I had the bright idea of chartering a plane to visit them. The plane companies seemed as eccentric as the places I was trying to get to. One sounded promising, but the receptionist said they'd have to get back to me on a price, as the pilot was at his own birthday party. Nice, I replied absent-mindedly. Yes, it's very special, the woman responded. It's his 80th. I chose another company. While, yes, it was expensive, it probably saved me many weeks of driving and possibly months of standing by the roadside struggling with tyres. It also provided a very special glimpse into the loneliness of many of my subjects' lives. There's nothing like flying over thousands of miles of the undulating red sands of the Simpson Desert to reach a homestead to understand the enormity of...